Blog Talk Radio.
Take it all away, take it all away till all that's left is true. And the sun's light down from heaven. Search me, search me. I'm open, I'm open. Search me, search me. Search me, search me. You're the only one qualified. You're the only one qualified. Cause you made me, you made me. Cause you made me.
Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you, God, for another opportunity on tonight, God, to sit before your people to tell them what thus is the Lord, God. I pray over everybody that's listening tonight, Lord God, everybody that's listening on Block Talk Radio, everybody that's listening on the podcast, on Facebook, on Twitter, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, however they're listening, God, I plead the blood of Jesus over them on tonight, Lord God. Only you know, God what they've been through and what they're going through. And I pray that this message will be an encouragement to them. I know it's not going to encourage everybody. I know it may be, go against what some people believe, but I'm going to say what you told me to say, and I'm going to get off of here. To your name be the glory tonight, God, because I know it's going to help somebody. And I thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you on tonight. Let's get right into it for tonight. Tonight, the foundational text is 1 Samuel 17, verses 33 through 40. That's 1 Samuel 17, verses 33 through 40 from the NIV. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep, from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Here's the part for tonight that I really want you to focus on. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. Pay attention. David fastened on his sword over over the tunnel and tried walking around because he wasn't used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. That's the main focus for tonight. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand chose five smooth stones, them in his pouch, in his shepherd's, shepherd's bed, and with his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistines. Again, that's First Samuel 17, verses 33 through 40 from the enemy. Take it off, tonight's message. It's time to take it off. Take off that ring. Remove their last name. Take it off. Make some necessary changes, necessary adjustments in your personal life that will help you heal and get the victory in your emotions. Because somebody, you need to get the victory in your emotions. 
So if necessary, if it will help you to, to get the victory in your emotions, if it, if it will help you heal, take it off. Do like David. Take it off. He took off that tonic. He took off that armor because it wasn't helping him in that moment. It wasn't helping him to gain victory over that Philistine because he wasn't used to all of that, that ring. Remove their last name. Take it off. Make some necessary changes, necessary adjustments in your personal life. That will help you heal. Get the victory in your emotions. Now, yes, the Bible does say if you're married to an unbeliever and he's willing to stay with you, you ought to stay with him. Let me repeat that. I know the Bible says if you are married to somebody that does not believe and he is willing to stay with you, you ought to stay with him. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer and he's willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. So this message is not even for you. That's 1 Corinthians 7, verse 13, NIV. But I will say to you, if you're living with a husband that's an unbeliever, but he's willing to live with you, don't divorce him. Stay and work on your marriage. Hear me. Stay and work on your marriage. Keep believing for your marriage. Somebody keep believing for your marriage. But I can't ignore the fact that some of you are in a marriage situation that is abusive. That's what I said. Some of you are in a marriage situation that is abusive. It becomes abusive when the same behavior keeps getting repeated over and over and over again without any regard to your feelings, your safety, your life, etc. Some would even say that's the definition of insanity. Some would even say that's the definition of insanity when they keep doing the same thing over and over and over and you and you're still somehow expecting that after this time, things will be different. I know you got hope in your heart that after this time, things will be different. But, beloved, things can't be different. Things can't change when there is no remorse. Beloved, things can't be different. Things can't change when there is no remorse. Now, you can say what you want to say about Judas. Because to me in the Bible, he got a bad rap on some things. Yes, he was wrong for what he did. But the way people talk about Judas, they could cut him some slack. You can say what you want to. Yes, he shouldn't have betrayed Jesus after all Jesus had been to him. He shouldn't have betrayed Jesus after after how Jesus had been there for him and the other disciples. All that is true. I'm not arguing that. All that is true. But at least, hear me, but at least Judas was remorseful. But at least Judas was remorseful. After he saw how things were happening to Jesus, he was remorseful. Let's read Matthew 27, verse 3 through 4 from the NIV. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse. He was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. Now, I can just hear the sarcasm implied in the way that the chief priests and the elders responded because they responded, responded in a way 
that you just know it was sarcastic, that I just know it was sarcastic. They said to do this in response to him saying that he had sinned and betrayed innocent blood. They said, what is that to us? That's your responsibility. Again, that's Matthew 27, verse 3 and 4 from the NIV. Well, at least Judas was trying to take responsibility for his actions. Well, at least Judas was trying to take responsibility for his actions. He was trying to right his wrongs because some of y'all are tied to people that that are not trying to take responsibility for anything that they've done. They're actually trying to make you as mentally unstable as they are. They're actually trying to make you as mentally unstable as they are. They're not trying to take responsibility for what they've done. They are not remorseful. They don't even call what they're doing to you abuse. They don't even call what they're doing to you abuse, but it is abusive. Hear me, but it is abusive. And God is not in favor of any form of abuse. That's why I love Boaz. That's what I love about Boaz. It wasn't so much about the money and all of that, that he had his own field or none of that. I love the fact that, number one, he was considered to be a type of Christ in the Old Testament. And I loved I loved it when he let Ruth know that she was safe in his field. She let him know, she let, he let her know that she was safe in his field by letting her know that he had told the men not to lay a hand on her. He made sure that she knew that she was safe in his field. She, he went ahead of her and told the men that worked for him not to lay a hand on her. These was Boaz's exact words to Ruth. He told her, watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the from the water, from the water jars that men have filled. That's Ruth 2 and 9 from the NIV. Here the Bible is showing us a picture of how man, as long as he is physically able, is supposed to protect. He is, he is supposed to provide for his wife or his wife-to-be. That's what Boaz, a type of Christ, did for Ruth, who would later become his wife. He protected her. He provided for her. He redeemed her. I'll say it again. That's what a man is supposed to do as long as he is physically able. He protected her. He provided for her. He redeemed her. That's what Boaz did. That's what a real Boaz does. Otherwise, it is abuse. I'm going to keep drilling that in your head tonight because somebody needs to hear what you're going through, what you've been through. That is abuse. Otherwise, it is abuse. When the fact that you love God is being used in a way for them to continue in their mess, when the fact that you love God is being used in a way for them to continue in their mess, unconcerned about the consequences, so so they just do whatever, no matter who gets hurt, emotionally damaged in the process, that's abuse. And in some sense, they have abused God as well. And in a way, in a sense, they have abused God as well. 
they have unknowingly been abusive to God. Somebody said, Proverbs says, how can you be abusive to God? I'm, I'm about to ask time. They abused his grace, abused his willingness to forgive. They were abusing the heart of God. Every time they abused his grace, abused his willingness to forgive, they were abusing the heart of God. Save woman, save man, hear me. Because some men are going through it. It ain't always the the woman dealing with a man. It may be a man out there dealing with a woman. That's, that's doing him wrong. Save woman, save man. Every time they abused your heart, abused the grace period, you were giving them over and over again, hoping, praying, something would change this time. Deliverance would occur this time. Every time... They abused your willingness to forgive them. They were abusing God. Every time they abused your willingness to forgive them, they were abusing God. Did not God say, do not touch my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm? First Chronicles 16 and 22 from the NIV. Do not touch means do not touch. I don't care how you want to flip it, twist it, or whatever. Do not touch means do not touch. And do no harm means do not harm. And do no, and do no harm means do no harm. No harm means no harm. And just in case you miss it, God replays those same words for you in Psalms 105. And just in case you missed it, the first time, God replaced those same words for you in Psalms 105. Do not touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. Psalms 105, verse 15 from the NIV. So, this message is not for everybody, but so, for some of y'all, it's time to do like David did in tonight's foundational text. When he took off that tonic, when he took off that armor, Saul had dressed him in. Take it off. Take off that ring. Remove their last name. Take it off. You would rather go back to how you used to be known than to keep going like this. Because somebody, you, you're just in an inabusive situation. It's an inabusive situa- situation. And you would rather go back to how you used to be known than to keep going like this. Covering it up, covering it up is not changing anything. Hear me? Covering it up is not changing anything in the natural or in the spirit realm. Yes, love does cover a, cover a multitude of sins. Yes, love does cover, cover a multitude of sins. But understand, that's all it does is cover it up. Love does cover a multitude of sins, but you got to understand, that's all it does is cover it up. First Peter four and eight NIV. Somebody that's the whole problem. And for somebody that's the whole problem. You've been covering up stuff, covering for them for too long. You've been covering up stuff, covering for them for too long. Trying to pretend like everything is okay. It's time to stop covering stuff up. It's time to stop covering for them. Take it off. Take off what doesn't work for you. It's not time to look around to the left or to the right, trying to decide what people are going to say if you do this or you do that. It's not even about them. It's about what you need to get your healing. It's about what you need to get victory in your emotions. 
because you've really been through a lot. It's time to stop covering it up, stop covering stuff up. It's time to stop covering for them. Take it off. Take off what doesn't work for you so that you can get the victory in your emotions and heal. It's time you get the victory in your emotions and heal. Somebody you desperately need to heal. Emotionally, you need to heal mentally from everything that has been done to you because of them. Take it all so that Goliath, that Philistine, that has been tormenting your mind, trying to torment your mind, can finally be defeated. I know that Goliath, that Philistine, in your mind, talks big, makes big threats. But your victory will come when you decide to take off what take off what works for somebody else. But your victory will come when you decide to take off what works for somebody else. You see, that tonic, that armor, had worked for Saul in his day, but not David. David was uncomfortable. Because he was trying to be made to fit into something he wasn't used to. Take it off. No one can judge your journey. Hear me. No one can judge your journey, your road to healing. Because every everyone is different. And every marriage, every situation is different. Every situation is different. Every person is different. So in this season right now... You can't even afford to be looking at people, listening to everybody. You got to do what's best for you. And if God is pleased, if God ain't got a problem with it, and like I said, God does not condone any form of abuse. And if God doesn't condone and he's okay with you, if he don't check you in in your spirit, then you good. Because nobody knows what you've really been through, what you're really going through, but you. David couldn't say to Saul that armor was wrong. All he could say to Saul was that that armor was wrong for him. There's a difference. Now, I can't tell you this is right or wrong for you, but I can only tell you that it was wrong or right or wrong for me. David couldn't say to Saul that armor was wrong, only that it was wrong for him. So he took it off. And that's when he knew what he had to do to get the victory. He had to go and get five spool stones and put it in his his bag for easy access. Beloved, only you can determine what it is you really need in this season. Only you can determine what it is you really need in this season. That's not for anyone else to say. That's not for anyone else to say. But I will say this in closing. Your healing starts where you are willing to start. Your healing starts where you are willing to start. Take it off. Take off that ring. Remove their last name. Take it off. Tonight's message. Regain ownership of who you are. You see, you are somebody before them, and you will see somebody after them. I'm going to say it again for somebody. Regain ownership of who you are. You were somebody before them, and you will see somebody after them. Let's pray. Father God, I pray over everyone that's having a hard time letting go. 
taking off what needs to be taken off so that they can move forward unapologetically. I come against oppression and any and all spirits that's trying to oppress them into staying still, staying stagnant, unmovable in this season. I pray script to their heart. And I pray script to their mind. I pray against every ungodly thought that's coming to them right now in this season. Spirit man, spirit man, you take control, leading God. Everyone under the sound of my voice, I want you to lead and guide everyone under the sound of my voice. Help them to cast their cares upon you and keep going. Cast their cares upon you and keep going, moving forward one day at a time. Take that ring off, remove, take off that last name, heal, and go on. Move on in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, that that's, that concludes the message for tonight. But now, let's talk salvation. Because everybody under the sound of my voice may not be saved, and that's okay. You're welcome here on Prolific Fire, whether you listen live or to the replay. You're welcome here, whether you're saved or not saved. But um, I can't leave you like that. I got to give you the information. You make your own decision. But I'm going to give you the info. How about that? Hebrews 4 and 15 from the Amplifier says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every in every respect as we are, yet without committing any sin, which means that there is nothing, hear me, there is nothing too bad that you have done or are currently doing that you can't come to Jesus in the, in the pardon of your sins about. You can come to Jesus right in the midst of whatever whatever's going on with you. He knows your humanity. He knows your humanity firsthand. That's what that scripture means. He's been through everything that we've been through, but he managed to get through it without committing sin. Okay, but you've, you've sinned. So have I. That's why you and me need Jesus. That's why I know what I'm doing tonight, leading you to Jesus. You need him. I need him. There are no perfect people. We all need him. So I'm trying to get you in on what I know will help you. Jesus can help you. Beloved, you are not too bad that you can't be changed. I don't care what somebody told you in the past. I don't care what family members done told you in the heat of the moment when they got angry with you, telling you you're just like your no good daddy, your no good mama. You ain't never going to be there. You ain't never going to change. That's not true. Beloved, you're not too bad that you can't change, can't be changed. You can't be helped. That's, that's not true. And for somebody else, this moment right now means that you're not too good to come to Jesus. No matter how good you've been, how good you think you are, you still need Jesus. You're not exempt from, from needing Jesus. And why do I know that you're not exempt from needing Jesus? Because you're not exempt from temptation. From being, you're not exempt from doing and saying things that you shouldn't. Because we all do it. We all do it. If we honest, we all do it. Therefore, you need Jesus, just like the rest of us, to help you live this life out. 
and to make it to eternity in peace because there will be an eternity for you spent either in hell or in the presence of Jesus. The Bible says in hell the rich man lifted up his eyes. And I was thinking about that. That means he lifted up his eyes, meaning he was aware. He was alert and he still had mobility. That's Luke 16, verses 22 through 23. Luke 16, verses 22 through 23 from the King James Version. But, Lord, you don't want that. You do not want that. You do not want to lift up your eyes and know that you're in hell. No, you want to lift up your eyes and feel the peace of God. That's a passage I'll understand it, like the scripture says. You want to lift up your eyes and, and, and feel the peace of God that surpasses all understanding and know that you now have eternal peace and that you are with Jesus. Philippians 4 and 7, New King James. Second Corinthians 5 and 8 from the New King James says, To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But here's the big question, big question for tonight. Who is your Lord? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Okay, but who is your Lord? It's time you made Jesus your Lord and Savior. Romans 10, verses 9 and 10 tells you how to do that. Romans 10, 9 through 10 from the NIV says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's, with your, for it's with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So open your mouth and repeat after me. So open your mouth and repeat after me. Jesus, I confess with my own mouth that I am a sinner in need of you. I believe with my heart that you are the Son of God, raised from the dead. I need you. I want you as my Lord and Savior. With faith as little as a mustard seed, I believe. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come. Amen. Amen. If you receive that prayer, if you receive the Lord into your heart on tonight, if you can feel a change, if you know something happened to you on tonight, and you just want somebody to talk talk to you about Jesus more, just want to feel connected to somebody, beyond Monday, beyond Monday night, you can reach out to me. I'm going to give you my personal information in just a little bit because the Lord led me to close the phone lines of Philippi Fire because Philippi Fire always deals with real issues, like the real issue we dealt with on tonight. And I feel a lot of you would feel more comfortable talking to me one-on-one in private instead of on the air because Philippi Fire goes not only in the States, but this this ministry is heard overseas too, and you don't want everybody everywhere hearing something that's very personal and dear to your heart. Yes, I'm honored to be the one to bring forth the message and help you get through what you're going through to God be the glory, but you still don't need everybody hearing your your portion unless you feel that you need to testify and unless you feel like you need to testify otherwise you don't need to be brought on the air and put in an uncomfortable situation 
so I no longer open the phone lines, but I'm going to give you my personal information to reach out to me if you need prayer, Bible-based consultation, or if you got saved on tonight or next week or next month, next year, whenever you hear this message and you want to want to talk more about the Lord beyond, beyond Monday, you can call or text 865 865- Four zero eight eight six nine zero. That's eight six five four zero eight eight six nine zero. Or you can email prolificfire at gmail dot com. That's prolificfire at gmail dot com. Don't worry if you miss the number, miss the email, or whatever. All that's gonna be posted on whatever social media site you know me from. It will be on there immediately following this service. So that's just fine. Also, I'm a World Vision Child Ambassador and a sponsor. So if you would like to connect with a child and, and make a meaningful meaningful difference in a child's life, helping them with 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 clean water and food and education and they, especially education. They need education so that they can overcome child marriages and sex trafficking. They need to get educated and build up their community. If you would be interested in helping a child in that way, better they say so that they can come out of the restrictions that they have due to poverty and COVID-19 and all of, and all of everything that's going on these days. If you would like to do that, if you would like to hook up with a child and be a blessing to them and they be a blessing to you as well, you can reach out to me at the number that I gave earlier. 865-408-8690 or you can email me about it at prolificfire at gmail.com and I would be glad to assist you with that as well. It's just $39 a month. Come on, people. Most of us, our phone, our cell phone bill is more than $39 a month, most of us. Anyway, whatever your need is, in the Lord, I look forward to talking to you one-on-one and ministering whatever the Holy Spirit leads me to say. Now, another announcement. If you need this ministry's PayPal info or Cash App info, you can access the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolificfire. That's paypal.me slash prolificfire. Or the Cash App, it's a dollar symbol, and the ministry's name, which is Prolific Fire. I would like to publicly thank all of you that have been sowing into the ministry. I pray that the Lord give it back to you, 36 to 100 fold, where you need it the most, according to your faith being unto you, Matthew 9 and 29. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at Prolificfire, on Instagram at Prophet Stacy, like the Prolificfire Ministry Facebook page. Also, check out Prolificfire.com. Join us for faith on the line with Prophet's paid. If you don't reach out to me for prayer or a Bible-based consultation, but you know you have a prayer request that you need prayer about, then you can join my sister this Friday for faith on the line with Prophet's paid. It's Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. By calling the number that many of you called tonight, thank you. 347-426-3782. 347-426-3782. Your prayer request will be taken. Then, too. So call in. The phone lines will be open for faith on the line. Even if you don't have no prayer request, just come and get in the atmosphere and watch the Lord bless you. Then join me back here on Prolific Fire, same night, time, and place when the Lord would bring forth another message, another real-life issue 
And we always on Polyphify use the Bible as a reference. So come back and hear what God has to say next week. Until then, everybody, I'm out. Have a blessed night. Blessed, awesome night in the Lord. I'm out.